Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yo, what is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boys, Damian Parson, Keith Sanchez, back for another episode of the Talent Factor Podcast, where talent is always the factor. You know the slogan. Keith, my brother, baby, what's going on? DP, what's up, baby, man? We fresh off of this Vegas trip. Um, you know, this is our what? This is our post-draft episode, right? Mm-hmm. Also, it means the draft is over, but... I think that's good for us because we get to focus all our attention to college football, right? It's, it's, it's yep. our time right now. Um, you know, you hit me a couple of days ago, said we had some very exciting topics to get into. Um, and let's just say, man, money always talks, man. Cash rules everything around me. Um, Cream. So let's, let's go. <laughs> so let's, let's, get go. It, let's get into it. Let's kick it off. And when you talk about money, let's give a quick shout out to our guys, our friends over at Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball fights, and even next season's NFL futures. And don't forget this weekend, as the run to the roses is on at the Kentucky Derby, Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today. Or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the games start. Now, Keith, you just talked about money, right? And we just did, you know, we just talked about bet online a little bit. Let's kind of continue that, right? Because right now we have the NIL. We, we've talked about the NIL quite a few times, Keith. Yeah. Like this, this, this offseason, but... Brother, this thing is ramping up pretty quickly right now. So let's let's talk about the fact that, you know, we a couple of weeks ago we talked about Jaden Daniel, you know, transferring the in the portal and landing with your home with the LSU Tigers, right? Now that left open the quarterback spot, which has now been filled. Emory Jones, the former dual threat, Uber athletic quarterback from Florida, from the SEC. Is going across the country. He's going to, to Arizona State to play with Coach Herm. And it's the NIL has a part, has something to do with it too, right? So, looking at what what was what's being said, <clears throat> they said that Jones was reportedly received. He will reportedly receive seventy five thousand dollars and use of a vehicle in exchange for marketing opportunities with ASU. Jones' deal falls under the the NCA's you know often discussed name, image, likeness, the NIL umbrella. And donors, as we continue to witness donors pour money into and materials in the pockets of these young student athletes. Keith, this is something that, that that has been before it really got to this point. It's something that's been, it's been brewing for quite some time. People have been clamoring for student athletes to be paid to to because the, the schools were making so much money. I believe I can't remember the exact number, but if you go back, maybe it was a decade. Man, I'm telling you, we're getting old, Keith. Like go back to Johnny Manziel at Texas A&M. All the money. The Manziel mania made for that school. Now we're seeing those guys, they crawled and walked, right? So that these young kids today can run. Keith, let's talk about let's talk about the the the, the NIL in general, but we, we need to talk about Emory Jones. 
this is a SEC dual threat quarterback, an athlete going to the Pac-12. What type of impact do you think he can have and he will have on that offense at ASU? Man, so, um, you know, for you and our listeners, if we can go back a couple episodes, right, when we talked about Jane Daniels leaving and going to um, LSU, I said that it's going to be different for him, right? I said because you have a Pac-12 quarterback going to the SEC, right? And I said that the whole speed of the game is going to change for him, and it's going to – I don't want to say it's going to negatively impact this game, but it's going to be a learning curve for him, right? Just because everything is going to be different from schemes um, to the the speed of the defensive linemen to the wide receivers, you know, just the intensity Mm -hmm. of the game. Now you have a SEC quarterback going to the Pac-12, and – I would like to see it's going to change for him also, but mm-hmm. in a positive way, right? I think right. That it's going to slow down a little bit for him. And I hate to sound like a, a SEC <laughs> homer, man, but we, we evaluate the film, right? We, we right. And there, there are separations in conferences, right? Um, so I'm, I'm just speaking factual when I talk about this. And I think the game will slow down for him. You, and so you're talking about getting rid of Jane Daniels and then coming with um, Emory Jones, Um I think very similar skill sets, right? Uh, but I also think that Emory Jones is a little bit bigger than him. Like, he, he's heavier than Jaden Daniels, um, probably has a stronger arm than Jaden Daniels. But as far as their processing skills, they're very similar quarterbacks. So this is what I think. I think that Arizona State lost Jaden Daniels, but they could have possibly um, replaced him with the upgrade at Emory Jones. And I'm not saying Emory Jones is going to be no 40 touchdown you know, three interception type guy. I'm not exact, expecting that. But what I'm saying is, is that I think that they're replacing what they had in Jane Daniels and getting a little bit more, right? Down in the South, we like to call it land. Yep, they're getting a little extra, um, <laughs> you know, just overall. So I, I think it was a good move for for Arizona State. And I think uh, Emory Jones, because I believe he has two years left of eligibility, right? Um, yep. And so that'll give him two years to really get his feet wet. Um, is you know it's post spring ball, so he have the whole summer to get right. He have fall camp to get right, and he should be the the, the uh, starting quarterback for the Arizona State Sun Devils. Man, like, and I agree with everything you said, bro. Because you you look at what he does. He has the thing about it with him. You said, and you 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 laid it out perfectly. It's the processing, right? It, it's yeah. the field vision. It's anticipating, you know, throwing with lanes. Because from a full tools and in just physical standpoint. He's fine. He's got the arm strength to make all those different throws, all those NFL throws and the throws we look for when we're evaluating these quarterbacks. But it's all about from the neck up, just being able to, and a lot of that playing time, right? Playing time, the offense, training, getting better in his own right. And I think this is what we're, and I follow him on social media. He seems like a very motivated young man in general. Yeah. You know, yeah. and the thing about it, remember when Jaden Daniel. Transfer. Remember the video that went out, went viral, where his play, you know, teammates were in there like going through his yeah, stuff, and yeah. they did. They seemed happy he was gone in a, in a sense. But you you look at the relationship, especially via social media, with Emory and either his current or even former teammates that have already gone to the NFL. They love the young man, so it's like they are also, I think, not just getting a super talented, like a raw athletic profile. But they're getting somebody that could be a leader for this team as well. And this is big for that for that offensive team in general, Keith, because remember, they're going through all that 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 turmoil with the whole Jaden Daniel and his mom and the 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 uh what was it, the sanctions and all this stuff like that with Ken on the recruiting. You need somebody that can come in, 
calm the calm the crowd, calm the guys down. Like, hey, let's go out here and ball. Let's let's quiet the noise. Let's ignore the noise. Let's go make some plays out here and show why we should be looked at as a top team in the in the Pac-12. But like you said, that that speed, his his everything he brings, going up against. I mean, Kayvon's gone, right? Like you don't have to worry about Kayvon Thibodeau no. chasing you around. So it's like you know he's 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 going to see some some solid, especially on Oregon. You know he's going to see you know Justin Flo and, and Noah Sewell. He's going to see some 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 good guys, some good players, but he's not going to see the, the the consistent just hybrid walls of talent that he saw at week in and week out in the SEC. Man, I'm excited to see what this young man can do because again, with two years of eligibility. He's 22, so he could be he could be, he literally could be the Kenny if he if he stays for both years he could be the Kenny Pickett of his draft where he's the older guy the older the elder statesman with a lot of experience heading into the NFL. Yeah, no, I agree, and 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 it makes sense on both parts, right? Because Emory Jones at Florida, I think that Dan Mullen was trying to transition him into being a pocket quarterback, right? He didn't want him to just run the football; he wanted him to be that guy that can throw it, but. Emory Jones out of high school and then early on in college, even with Kyle Trask, he was that that change of pace guy, right? Like he he was known for being able to run a football. So I think you take him from the SEC, you put him in a conference with, let's say, lesser athletes. And I, I hate to seem like I'm knocking one conference or another, but yeah. you know, just just lesser athletes, well, he'll be his legs will be even more effective, right? Because he won't be as many defensive ends that can run a full four close into the sideline. So he'll be able to kind of get that edge a little bit more. His legs will be more effective. But then also his skill set fits exactly into what Arizona State does. Like there weren't there were never any rumors out there where it was like, man, um, you know, Coach Herm Edwards wants Jaden Daniels to stay in the pocket and throw the football more, right? It was like, man, look, just let him let him be a winner, right? Like have, however he decides to win the game. Go ahead and do that. And I think that's yeah. what's going to happen with Emory Jones. So, man, from both parties, I think it makes sense. And, you know, just with this transfer portal overall, we see a lot of weird moves, right? Like, I don't know how that's going to fit. I don't know if that's in yeah. best interest of the parties. And you don't really know um, what each side was thinking, right? But I think <laughs> for this one, it, it makes sense. It just makes sense. They needed a quarterback. Emory Jones is that quarterback that can um, fill that need. He's going to the Pac-12. He should be a better football player. You know, I think it's it's up from here, for sure. And, and, and like I said, man, it, a lot of moving chairs, a lot of moving parts, and, and with the NIL, it's going to continue to happen, right? And, and that kind of go takes us into that next point because you, you said it in, in the beginning of the show. Cash rules everything around me, cream, yeah. like, and it is right now. That's what the NIL is. And, and let's talk about the NIL. Jordan Addison. Pittsburgh star receiver. Man. He was Kenny Pickett's favorite, <laughs> favorite target last year, right? Then he gets a transfer quarterback in, in, in Keaton Slovis, right? And then everything just kind of plummets after that, right? It was just like, yeah. what's going on? And then when because when when the, when the news broke, and I was like, wait a minute, you know, is this serious? I, I'm checking. Listen, I'm on Twitter, and I'm you know because you know around draft time we always have those like random. Uh, for for those who don't know, on Twitter during draft season, especially close coming close to the draft, we typically have those fake accounts that people act like they're a reporter just to put out yeah. stupid news and mess with everybody's head. So I'm clicking to make sure this blue check is legit. I'm make sure. I'm like I'm not gonna get bamboozled, baby, by somebody playing around <laughs> on the Twitter sphere, right? But it was legit news that Jordan Addison, the star receiver from from the University of Pitt, 
was heading to the transfer portal. And now Keith, that's not even the biggest part of it. The word is, the reason why he's headed to the transfer portal is because USC is calling, right? We talked about we talked about Lincoln Riley and how he's trying to bring back the Trojans, right? He's trying to, you know, we, we talk about the movie Remember the Titans, but he's trying to make us all remember the Trojans. He wants us to remember yeah. that they are still a prominent powerhouse in the country. And the 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 way that they said the deal may be structured, Keith. It was talking north of two million, I believe it was three million in the NIL type of marketing deals, a home to live in, and a car. And it's like, and then the word was that Pittsburgh offered two mil, but USC reported, I think it was around three mil. So I was like, okay, we we these boosters are like, you know, we can go shopping here. Like we can really I what what did we call it? We called the NIL. And the transfer portal, we called it the college football's version of free agency. So it's all yeah. about the highest bidder right now, Keith. Whether that's Alabama, whether that's Florida, whether that's LSU, whichever team right now, until they get some regulations, whichever team's boosters are willing to cut that check for the for that specific player, that's where that player is going to land. So right now, Jordan Addison is in the transfer portal. He hasn't gone to USC yet, but everything is pointing in that direction. Let's quick, quickly, let's talk about what that could mean for Lincoln Riley's offense. And then just, what does that mean for the NIL in general? Well, yeah, let me say this. Um, I'll make this statement. The gloves are off in college football. <laughs> the, the gloves are off. I like it. And, and listen, let's, let's say this, that for the longest period of time in college football, the coaches have asked the players, what have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. Now we're in a period where the players are going to ask the coaches, what are you doing for me moving forward? And that's what this Jordan Addison leaving Pittsburgh move was, was the fact that, guess what, man? I'm your Belitnikoff winner last year. I need to make sure that I keep these numbers up because I'm worried about my future, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Belitnikoff means that I was the number one wide receiver in college football last year. So that means if he came out in the draft this year, and it's so crazy that we talked about this on one of the podcasts, and I was like, matter of fact, it was when we was reviewing the top wide receivers in college football heading into next year, and I made the comment that, man, if he could have left last year, he definitely would have because he would have left with Kenny Pickett, right? I'm not going to leave this up to chance with uh, Keaton Slovis and trying to figure that thing out. Um, And so he thought exactly what we thought, right? Like, you know what? Now I have the opportunity to leave. Let me at least see What's going on? So what it means for college football is, and I keep saying this, man, these 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 players, they're on one-year contracts. Mm-hmm. And now the, the the power that there is no – it isn't just one-sided as far as with um, the college football coaches and the programs having all the power. The kids have power also. So now it, everybody has to be held accountable because accountability in a college football program has always been the coaches holding the kids accountable or holding the players accountable. Now the players get to hold the coaches accountable. And that's something that I'm excited about because you're, you're really going to see the character of these head coaches, these position coaches, and just these programs moving forward because they have no, they have no choice but to do right by the players. Um, so I think it's going to be very interesting moving forward. Now for Lincoln Riley, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I watched the spring, spring game actually on our flight back from Vegas um, you know, I cut on a spring game and just just decided to watch it. And the reporters kept talking about how many transfers they have, right? They they have a, a ton of transfers. And mm-hmm. that's what Lincoln Riley is doing. He's saying, look, I'm gonna take this USC program and I'm just flipping it. So if, if you're if you're a second guy on any team, like I know they got the um 
the transfer for Alabama, right? He was a former five-star kid. So if you're if you're running with the tools on any other premier program, come to USC and we'll start you. And that's just laying the foundation for this program, right? So he's trying to totally overhaul this roster and get in some more talent. So, man, it's, it's, it's truly an arms race. And what I think it is for USC is that um, – they'll look different and I think they'll be, they should be a whole lot more competitive. Right. And Caleb Williams, they're trying to surround him with weapons. Cause if you watch the spring game, man, his number one target was who the guy Mario that came Williams. With Yeah. A transfer. Right. So mm-hmm. I think they're trying to get in more playmakers um, with the football in their hands. And, and I think Lincoln Riley's making a true run at that, um, you know, just, just moving forward. No, hundred percent. And I, dare I say, this may, I mean, this may come off a little spicy, Keith. It may, you know what I mean. It may come off a little spicy, but I'm gonna say it though. Lincoln, what Lincoln Riley's doing right now, just with his ability to pull in transfers, his name, everything, right? His aura as a coach. Now you put the money of USC behind it, right? Those boosters for the NILs. Yep. He's the one guy, in my opinion, that can go toe to toe when it comes down to Nick Saban and pulling in transfers. To pulling okay. some of these guys. And, and if I'm Nick Saban, I'm looking at, okay, I might want to start getting my second string more involved in some of these games because you see it like a Jai Hall. He's transferred over to Texas, right? He's playing with Quinn Ewers over in Texas, right? You think about – we go back a couple of years ago. Remember they had a running back room of like Kenyon, Drake, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, and Alvin Kamar. Kamar transfers to Tennessee. And that's when he becomes a fourth round pick, goes to the to the Saints and becomes one of the best running backs in, in football. Jerome Ford transferred to Cincinnati and he gets drafted this year, right? Because he didn't want to sit and wait his turn. Keith, yeah, I really I, believe that this is where we're, where we're headed right now. All right, and then I, I gotta interject because you you honestly you set it up perfectly for me, right? Because I don't know if you were paying attention, but there were reports that Jordan Addison was working out with Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. So you just you just said it, though, right? You said that Lincoln <laughs> Riley was going to beat Nick Saban, you know, in any situation. So I would love to ask you. got to start here. It, it, it's here, start right? Now. Like your, your situation is right, at, is right at the doorstep where it's a Belitnikov winner on the line. It comes down to Lincoln Riley and Nick Saban. I would love to hear who you think is going to win this battle. Listen, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I, for some reason, I'm thinking Lincoln's gonna pull it out. I think Lincoln's gonna pull it out, man. And, and I think for the aspect of the fact that he's Jordan also knows. All right, not only do I need to go to who's gonna be the highest bidder situation, not just a great program and a great coach, but who's gonna put me in advantageous situations the most, right? We know what we got. Like Mario Williams, they got a good run game. Offensive line looks good. Caleb Williams can sling it just the same. To me, Caleb Williams has more physical talent and tools than Bryce Young does, right? So I'm looking at this situation. If I'm Jordan, I really think Jordan is going to pick USC. And then at the same time, all right, we, we got to think about it like free agent, right? What, what, what happens in, in basketball, any NFL, especially basketball? They look at the location. So it's like, all right, L.A. or Alabama? Like, where I want to, you know, when practice is over and I got free, got a little bit of free time, where do I want to hang out at? L.A. 
or Alabama. I'm taking LA all day, baby. I ain't never been to LA, but I'm taking it. You know what I mean? We've been to, I've been to Alabama. No no disrespect uh to to the to the Crimson Tide area and Sweet Home Alabama. It's a great song for for, you know, it's got a lot of memories. But that's it. Like, you know, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like it rains a lot. I hated it when we were in Mobile for the for the senior bowl. We'll see you both to LA, and I'm there every year. Babe. I'm there going to be, I'm going to be there regardless because TDN has me contractually there, so I'm going to be there regardless. But nonetheless, give me LA. I think Lincoln Riley's going to be able to pull this thing out. He's going to come in like a thief in the night, the last last hours, snatch old Jordan Addison, say, "Hey, we're going to make sure you have a thousand yards." Because man, he had a hundred, he had a hundred catches, and I think fifteen over fifteen hundred yards, and I think seventeen touchdowns last year. He's not going to get that type of production in Alabama because they have too many weapons too. Like Jameer Gibbs, Jermaine Burton, they got a lot of players Ooh, over there, man. This and and I I love that pitch, right? That that was a pretty good pitch, but I'm I'm gonna act like I was Nick Saban. Obviously, people know my, you know, I worked in recruiting. You flash the rings like in the in coach. the Affleck commercial. Yeah, so that's that's the first thing I'm gonna do. And when he walk <laughs> when he walks in, I have that conversation with him on Zoom. I'm gonna have all six, seven of my national championship rings sitting up there, and I'm I'm gonna tell him how many does Lincoln Riley have, right? And then, mm. you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to mention names like Calvin Ridley. I'm going to mention names like Julio Jones. I'm going to mention Devontae Smith. And then I'm going to say, you know what? You want to know my my my, my closest of my um, my most recent example? Jameson Williams, right? I'm going to say I got that guy from Ohio State and I made him the number one guy. And even with a torn ACL, he still went top 15. So I get it. You may want to be in Los Angeles. But I, you may get drafted to the Los Angeles Rams, and now you have fifteen million dollars in your pocket. So what do you want to do? That was just like, that was just a little brief insight into how you know some of my recruiting I like that went, pitch. right? I like some that pitch. I'm, I'm, I, I would definitely counter it. Like, listen, this is L.A. It's L.A. Baby is 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 beautiful skies, pretty water, and you know all these different things. But one thing you also have to remember with Lincoln Riley. His quarterback. I mean, Grant. They had the reigning Heisman, but that, he has guys that continue, <laughs> you know, continue in that race. You know, Jalen Hurts came over. is a is a different guy. He looked like a different guy when he left Nick Saban. So it's like, hey, I'm just telling you, Jordan. This is the place to be. We're gonna feed you the rock. And you and you and Mario Williams. You know, gonna be a two headed monster. You gotta fight for touches either, baby. You ain't gotta fight for too much touches. You know, they got Tyler Harrell coming in, the speedster from Louisville. It's a lot of it's a lot of faces. It's a lot of people who need to 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 be fed, Jordan. That's the only thing I'm telling. I'm just I'm throwing, just throw that last you know argument out there to Jordan. That I would definitely go to. Uh, let me let me get to a beach, man. Like, you know what I mean? When we're not playing, I need to be able to I'm, go lay down on the beach somewhere. I'm glad we did that though because. Just you asked about the transfer portal, right? That that's how it's going to be, right? Like that that was a mm-hmm. somewhat of a, a, a mock recruitment because that's how it goes. And, <laughs> right. And I'm more than sure when <clears throat> when Jordan Addison jumped in the transfer portal and Lincoln Riley knew that he had his contacts, had his grips in him, he thought for sure this guy was coming to USC, right? Right away. Once the kid jumps in the transfer portal, all bets are off, right? And Nick Saban, as soon as he gets in that portal, <clears throat> legally, he can make that phone call. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's you know it's just one of those situations that all bets are off. And, and when these kids hop into the portal, anybody can give them a call, right? 
And I think that's the interesting dynamic about the transfer portal that, like I said, man, all the, all the gloves are off and we're seeing this thing continue to evolve and coaches are just continuing to kind of push the envelope because they're, they're sitting back. Some of these coaches been in college football 30 years and this is a whole new realm. I think they're sitting there like, wait, can we do this? And then they're <laughs> like, wait, there's no rule against this. And then everybody's trying, right? And so right. what they're doing is they're outbidding each other. They're outdoing things. We've seen Lane Kiffin driving around a recruit in a Rolls Royce, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, you know, what, what are we doing? We're, we're doing, like I said, all bets are off. We're like doing whatever music the video. hell we want to at this point. <laughs> so, man, that, that the transfer portal, man, is crazy. I didn't know if that was Malibu's most wanted or Lane Kiffin going on. I didn't know what was happening. I was like, okay, like that's what we're doing right now. We're in, we're out here just Rolls Royce it up, huh, Lane? Like, but hey, whatever it takes, like you said, whatever it takes to get these kids to transfer, to get them to sign, to get them to come onto your program so that you can put the work in with them. And hey, Lane, for his own right, has been doing yeah. great with the transfer portal as well. Got himself a star tight end, a new quarterback, and two dynamic and potential dominant runners uh, in the backfield. So it's going to be a lot of fun. But just real quick before we jump to uh, our, our, our new segment, should there be rules to this NIL thing, Keith? Man, um, I'm stuck in between, right? Because <laughs> I want the play. I'm all for the players, for them to get as sure. much money. Like, and that's anybody. That's any person on earth, right? Like, capitalize on who you are as a person. Um, you know, get as much money as you can to obtain a, a good self, I mean, a good future for you and your family. Um, so... I think it should be regulated a little bit more, but mm-hmm. there shouldn't be no cap on um, how much money players can receive. Right. But it, it has to be regulated a little bit more, right, um, than just what it is now. And, and I mean, you're just seeing these um, numbers um, kind of thrown around, and it's weird because at the same time these numbers are getting published, I've been hearing that these kids aren't receiving those contracts, right? So you wonder if these companies are – you know, associated with these kids and throwing these numbers out and still using the kids. You know what I'm saying? Like saying that, man, Lamborghini is partnered with a B. John Robinson and they gave him a million dollars, but really they only gave him 25,000, but just them being associated with a possible Heisman contender, you know, just this whole year is going to be really good for their brand. And they just threw out the million dollars, you know, just as part of, that's part of the deal, you know, like one of those type of things. So, I yeah, think it definitely it needs to be, yeah, it definitely needs to be regulated to protect the schools and also the players, um, first and more importantly. But yeah, man, I don't think there should be any cap on how much the players can make them. Completely agree. Completely agree with that sentiment, man. And, and it's almost, you know, shots of a guy, Kyle Krabs. Kyle always says, What's the first rule of fight club? You don't talk about fight club. And that's what it kind of feels like right now. Well, oh, that's, the that's definitely what it is. I, I can promise you, <laughs> being only one year removed from that, like, I promise you. And it's weird because it's legal, but yeah, they're still just it's not legal. talking about it. Everybody's at, looking at each other like, Hey, I don't want to talk about this. And that's because no. it's been so illegal for so long right for so long you know what i mean like it's always everybody's always pointing at nick saving like well we know you were doing this and nick's like i'm doing it now because it's legal i don't know what you're talking about before it was legal (laughs) but i know i'm doing it right now because it is legal that's all we're going to talk about right so that's kind of how it feels like these boosters are like and these these coaches these programs these eight you know the the athletic directors are like listen no one speaks of this outside of these walls 
we're going to mm-hmm. do our thing, but we're not going to give out too much information, if any information, right? So it's like they're still, they, they know it, like you said, they know it's legal, but they're still walking on eggshells about it in, in these programs. But the new segment, Keith, that we, we, we were kind of hyping up, you know, these past couple of weeks was we, since our shows are typically recorded on Thursdays uh, and it typically airs on Fridays, we don't do fan mail Friday, right? We do what we call talk to me Thursday, right? Well, we, 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 we open it up to the timeline on Twitter um, or even in the comment section, in, in the, um, the comment section for, um, you know, if you do leave a review, you can leave a question there as well. But we, we, we listen, we, we, we find the questions and we answer them right on the air. We give you a shout out for the person that, that asked the question. So let's do a quick segment of talk to me Thursday. I'm going to start off with a uh, Twitter handle, Mikhail underscore ice his question for talk to me Thursday who are the athletic freakish offensive and defensive prospects in college football up and coming this year that the world needs to know about oh man um right that's 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 a a tough one um I just finished watching um matter of fact I got two, and is that is that positions that aren't necessarily premium positions? But I'm gonna go with these two guys. One, Eric Gilbert from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Yes, like <laughs> yes. He, he's different. Um, he he's everything. You know, we hyped up Jalen Watermeyer, and unfortunately, the bottom kind of fell out of that situation. Um, you know, yeah, first round. Eric Gilbert's the man. I had yeah. the guy there at LSU for a year. Athletic freak, runs like a wide receiver jumps out of the gym, soft hands like a wide receiver, but he's built like a tight end and he has that physical mentality. And watching him just on film in the spring game, it looked like he put on 10 to 15 pounds of muscle. So, mm-hmm. man, that, that dude has potential to be special. And you've seen it in a spring game that um, Bennett, I believe it was Stetson Bennett in the game. It was either Stetson Bennett or Carson Beck. They just kind of threw the ball to him. Like, they knew he was an athletic freak, right? And they just kind of threw the ball in his area and um, let him go get it. So that's my guy right now for the athletic freak, and I'm expecting to kind of test off the charts and do something special. Uh, man, for me, offensively, I'm, gonna look, I'm going to Maryland. Wide receiver Dante Demas. Just big, tall, long, athletic, explosive receiver that can win on all three levels. I'm looking forward because he, he got hurt this year. I'm looking forward to him returning and, and, and coming back and, and, and stepping into his form. You know, um, you, you, we look at these these type of receivers, man, and it's it's hard to it's hard to to, to fathom being a sub six foot corner and see a six three two almost a two hundred and twenty pound receiver standing face to face or standing across from you at the line of scrimmage that can legitimately run past you as well, Keith. Like this young man, it, it, he's athletic, man. Big, physical, can really take the top off. The defense is from what I've seen on tape. Again, we got to see him come back healthy and get back to his full form, but I'm excited to see him. Um, defensively, I want to stick with LSU. And, and you could, I mean, you want to talk about him, you can. Allie Gay, the, 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 the defensive lineman, the edge, like he's got an unreal frame, long arms, big, thick frame. But he's got a nice get off. He's explosive from what I've seen on tape. Just for him, he's got to put everything together. But from an athletic profile standpoint, 
this is the type of guy you look at. Like we talk, we, well, y'all know my slogan over at TDN. You know, we hopping off the bus, right? And you think about a guy like Ali Gay. You're sitting there. You know, he that LSU bus pulls up or that you know whatever to that stadium, and you see this big guy get. He hops off the bus first because that first person off the bus typically sets the tone. And you look at what he, how he's built, how, how like his frame, his length. Like I said, and the athleticism and bursts that I've seen him play with. Like I said, if he can get that processing and everything under control and really take a next step from a neck up standpoint, man, look out for opposing quarterbacks in the, in the SEC. Yep, I agree. I agree. Now, the last question <laughs> you know, he, he's supposed to be the number one pick this year, Keith. Spencer Rattler. We're going to talk about Spencer Rattler a little bit. Question came from my guy, Matt Holder uh, at M. Holder 95. First of all, shout out to him. Um, you know, he, he's a contributor over at uh, Silver Black Pride, um, and he's a graduate from the Scouting Academy. Definitely follow him. He's, he, he does great work on the timeline. His question was, what does Spencer Rattler have to do this year to get back in first round com- in the first-round conversation? Keith, I'm going to start it out because you know I'm a Spencer Rattler guy. Um, no more du- – no, no, don't throw into these darn – double coverage windows all right like cut that crap out man like it it was driving me nuts keith watching him last year just and i know he's got he's got the arm talent he's got the physical tools but he's too like it's one thing to be a gunslinger keith it's another thing to be reckless with the football and there were times where spencer rattler was just pure on reckless spencer needs to dial that back he he i don't i really don't believe he would have been benched for Caleb Williams, if he protected the football, Keith, like he was really putting the ball in harm's way. And not just against Texas or Oklahoma State or Baylor who have good defense. Keith, against Tulane, he's out there throwing interceptions, throwing in the double and triple coverage. If he's going, if he wants to get back into that conversation where it's like, okay, I'm the guy, I, I, I'm a first-round type of talent, Keith, he has to. And, I mean, he has to pull – the veil back, he has to step back and say, I got to relax, I got to chill out, and I need to protect this football. Yeah, um, so getting back in the first round, right, I I think in order to answer that question, you kind of got to figure out the question with the other quarterbacks that are possible first-round draft picks, right? So you got to think about Bryce Young. You have to think about C.J. Stroud. Um, You know, there's there's a big push for Will Levis in Kentucky. Um, I mean, a guy that's in his same state, I believe, right? Clemson, South Carolina with DJ Ugalele. If that guy turns it back on to what we've seen a glimpse of in 2020, then that's a first-round talent, right? So it's at least four guys that can possibly be in front of him. And so I think what's – and those are all very talented quarterbacks too, stature-wise. You know, he's right there with C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, you know, just kind of thinner frame, thinner guys. Um, so I don't think it'll be an issue with that. But, man, him getting the first round, I think as much like you said, it's going to be decision-making. And at Alabama, Bryce Young has a ton of weapons. At Clemson, DJ Ugalele has a ton of weapons. Mm-hmm. At Ohio State, CJ Stroud has a ton of weapons, right? Maybe the most weapons. Um, mm-hmm. And then at South Carolina – you're not sure, right? So Spencer Rattler is facing more of an uphill battle <clears throat> week in and week out than any of those other quarterbacks. So I, I, I think that his decision-making is going to be pivotal for him. 
because he's going to have to be on the money and on point. Because like I said, man, half of the games that they walk into, the other team or the defense that they're playing against is going to have superior talent than what they have. So it's a must that Spencer Rattler, um, Rattler I'm sorry, his decision-making is on point. And I, I think that's the number one thing we want to see, the immaturity gone because there's a bunch of immaturity surrounding Spencer Rattler. So he has to get all of those things worked out, make good decisions, and be a true leader. Um, on that side of the football. And, and 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 even to add to that, pun intended, he can't get rattled. Like he's gonna yeah. face he's gonna like you that's, said, he's gonna that's face the a lot of defense. Point, right? That's no, the maturity right. point. It's it's either gonna go for what what I believe for him and, and shout out to this um you you know to this listener even asking this question because I think that's gonna be the conversation for him. It's either gonna be a, a fourth, fifth round guy or he's going to be a first-round guy because mm-hmm. at those moments, they're either going to challenge him and he's going to, you know, show and prove to be that guy or he's going to crack and fold under pressure and we're going to get, you know, some semblance of what we've seen at Oklahoma and the immaturity is going to come out. Then you're going to start seeing off-the-field issues. Then you're going to start hearing things and whispers with the head coach. Like, I promise you, I think it's going to be a domino effect, right? And it's either going to be a good domino effect or it's going to be a very bad domino effect. I think it's going to be either one. Absolutely. Like I said, he's got he's got to stay he got to stay the course, man, because at the end of the day, he's in a position now. He chose his landing spot. You, like what's the old saying the old folks, especially down south, always tell us, you made your bed and I lie in it, right? Like Yo, he, he chose his landing land spot. He he went to South Carolina. He knows that they are kind of devoid of talent. But if he goes out there and balls Keith with the talent level that he the the talent level that he has, it's going to factor. If you guys saw what I just did, talent level, talent, <laughs> you, you get you get it, you get it. So it's going to factor into his draft stock. Because then scouts gonna be like, okay, he went from OU where he's got a ton of talent, he didn't play well. He goes to USC and it's like, oh, the talent is okay in a very strong conference, and he was one of the best quarterbacks in in the conference. Now his name's definitely in that first round consideration, and not just in that first round, but he's probably right behind Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. Again, he also has to protect the football. But Keith, brother, like this has been a fun episode, man. Talking NIL, talking, you know, Spencer Rattler. We we're looking at early, early things for the next year's class with some of these athletic freaks. And as always, guys, you know, you know what I always tell you. We appreciate all the love and support. Go support us even more. Find us on Apple Apple Podcasts. Find us on Spotify, your favorite podcasting networks, man. And, and like, subscribe, share, leave a review. And of course, shout out to, to our friends over there at Bet, on, Bet Online, man. You know, we're, we're trying to do some great things here. And the college football season, we're getting into the summer. Keith is going to ramp up some more because we're going to start seeing even more transfers and p- guys are going to move in these chairs. We're going to see more musical chairs as this time goes on. Um, but Keith, brother, as always, Love talking ball with you. I'm Damian Parson. That's Keith Sanchez. And Keith, tell them the slogan again. Hey, man, y'all remember, talent is always the factor. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.